Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. Hey guys, welcome to the Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you like, share, subscribe, go to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Every place that we have this podcast, guys, give me a like uh, and let's help out the podcast. So today we got a guy on the podcast who can do a thousand burpees in a row. He can choke you out um, and he's super successful in business. Met this guy through RTA, which is the, uh, the mastermind group that we're all that we're part of. And so Dave Green from CrossFit Sparrow. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, kind of how you got started and how you got to this point here. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, you kind of building me up a lot. I, I think I can only <laughs> go down from here. Um, I, can't, I don't know if I've ever done a thousand burpees in a row. But, Today's uh, the day. The challenge, the challenge has been set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, looking, up, looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, born and raised in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, I have a, I did a project management management for a construction company for about 12 years. Uh, specialty finishes, contractor, uh, high-end like paint and ornamental plaster restoration. Uh, so we used to say like we were rebuilding or restoring the cultural fabric of America. And uh, to give you kind of an idea what we did, I've worked on seven state capitals, you know, Dozens of churches, you know, government buildings, state, municipal, federal level. Uh, the company I work for uh, has painted or restored almost every theater in Manhattan, not literally, but um, high-end stuff. Um, you're talking about the um, uh, Colorado State Capitol, like we gilded the dome. That was one of the last projects that I think we were bidding on it while, uh, you know, I, like in the last year I was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did that for 12 years. Uh, highly, highly disenchanted and with my previous employer who happened to be my uncle, which is a whole nother story in and of <laughs> itself. And uh, had found, you know, CrossFit, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of quintessential CrossFit stories where it's like, my buddies have been telling me to do it for years. And I uh, finally pulled the trigger and it changed my life. It kind of reminded me of my own fitness and athleticism that I had when I was younger. You know, I was 34. 35 when I started CrossFit and uh, I played like collegiate sports uh, you know nothing like D1 or anything but I was a, a lacrosse player I played nice. intercollegiate club level lacrosse for a D3 school in uh, California but like we went up against uh, like UCLA and Stanford and some wow. big schools and had a lot of fun while I was out there um, yeah so anyway I uh, got started to get my fitness back on point and uh, I started to like watch people in the, in the gyms I was a part of, uh, and this was all on the East coast. I was working out of Manhattan at the time. And, uh, you know, you'd see like this transformation that would happen to people. Like, you know, it was like mostly like women, you know, you'd find, see some lady in like 30 years old or whatever. And like, she does the first pull up ever in her life. And you, you kind of see this like light go on in her eyes and like the, the expansion of possibility or potential, you know, and it's like, Oh man, I, like if I work hard enough, like, like what can't I do? You know? And it's like, you know, and I was like, oh man, I want to help people do that. And, you know, so disenchanted with my old employer, uh, I was 38 years old at the time, I decided to quit my job, uh, decided to divorce my ex-wife, uh, 
moved back home from uh, New York to Chicago, opened up a gym, and I started. I was living in uh, my buddy's attic. He was also a recent divorcee. Uh, he had two kids that he would see on the weekends, and I started my gym, my current business, in a garage in Chicago, you know, unheated. Uh, my clients would come. I had one lady that was uh, awesome, five in the morning, in the winter, you know, I have a little space heater on kettlebells and dumbbells and barbells, and we're out there just doing the thing. And um, fast forward eight years, I own my own building. Uh, it's a 6,000 square foot facility. Uh, to uh, March it was our highest grossing month ever. Uh, Q1 of 2022 was about 34% over Q1 of 2021. You know, we're on a great trajectory. Uh, I've launched a, a remote coaching online uh, endeavor now also. So I'm expanding my services and, uh, uh, and that largely is due to um, uh, inspiration I found from another RTA member. And, you know, I saw he kind of gave me a glimpse of what he's doing. And I was like, holy shit, like, <laughs> yeah. like I, you're using all the same software and systems I'm doing. Like I should be doing that too. And, uh, so anyway, you know, that's, that's uh, yeah. my, the last eight years of my life, I guess, in a, in a, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. That, that's, that is, that's very impressive. So let's unpack that a little bit. Initially you say, okay, so you have this great job. You're building, you know, amazing buildings, you know, all over the country. You said all internationally even. Um, mm -hmm. Now what in, what, I, I understand you wanted to help people that that's huge. That's, that's a big deal, but man, to leave a job that's do, you're doing so well at and to, to completely change everything, what was going through your mind? Like what, what was the mental uh, thought what was the thought process that was like I'm gonna do this dude this is like the thing well it, it's like I left uh, you know, an apparent like seven figure salary like I was you know for all intents and purposes they're apparent to that business and um but I was watching the grind that you know my uncle put in and you know he's working you know 100 hour weeks and he is um, less than an ideal father my cousin, I was looking at my cousins who have been in, uh, have been in a lot of trouble and struggled. And, and, and I said, you know, is it really worth it for me to, uh, am I, I going to feel whole or fulfilled if I, if I stay on this path? And, you know, there were a lot of negative uh, factors in my life. I was, I was really, really depressed. Uh, I was in a marriage that was just horrible. And uh, it basically went south right from the wedding day. And like I filed the divorce paperwork, you know, I think about a year and a half in our, in our wedding, our marriage. And, and I was drinking excessively. Uh, it was, you know, it was just, I was in a bad, bad spot. And, and I really wanted to do something that I felt would have more impact in the world. Uh, and, you know, long before, you know, this is 2014, I'm talking about, I started uh, CrossFit Spiro. Uh, you know, my mission and the vision of the gym has always been to change the face of health in this country or globally, if we can, you know, and that's long before this, you know, current pandemic that we're in, uh, you know, because I saw that, you know, people are suffering, uh, they're not living healthy lifestyles, you know, they're very miserable. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we can do something about that. Maybe we can help uh, be role models, teach people to be role models for their families and their communities. Um, and, uh, and so I, you know, I, I, I made the leap and I, and I've always had this vision of what I wanted to do and, uh, tried to hold to the standard of excellence. And, and here we are eight years later, you know, we're, yeah. we're killing it. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So, uh, so you have this desire, you had a passion, you had all these, uh, you know, emotional things. What experience did you have starting a gym? Cause I know a lot of people are going to say, man, I can't do, I can't go into business. I can't start my own business. I don't have any experience. I have no idea what I'm doing. So how did, how does Dave green do it? Yeah. Uh, how can Dave green tell, help other people that are like thinking I've never started a gym. How, how do I, how do I begin? Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's for me, it was very much, you know, I, I like, I don't know if cocksure is, is the word, but I like, I've <laughs> always been optimistic and I've always had confidence, you know, and I've always had an unrelenting vision. You know, like, this is where I'm going to go. And, and the short answer was, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, like I you know, got some certifications, uh, you know, I had to apply to be open a CrossFit uh, facility, I had only had, you know, a year, year and a half of coaching, which is, you know, very junior standards for anybody like to actually open their own facility. Um, but I knew that if I studied and, 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 and did the things that needed to or learn the things that I needed to learn that, uh, that it would, uh, uh, it would uh, be successful, right? And one of the things is that, uh, you know, there's a couple of like maxims that go there, like, you know, an expert in any field is the person that's comfortable, like saying, well, I don't have that answer, but I'll go find it. You know, the person that's up there just faking it, you know, just like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, spouting out all this stuff. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're full of shit. Right. So like, I, I was always totally comfortable. Like, Hey, I don't have that answer for you. Like, I'm going to go do some research and I'll get back to you, whether it's nutrition or a movement or, or whatever, how to like write out programming. You know, one of the things I did have was this background in business and, you know, I would bid and manage several multi-million dollar projects or up to a million dollar projects. You know, the, the largest project I bid for um, previous company was $11 million. So I'm, I was very, I had the experience of, you know, budgets and, and projections and, you know, a budget over time. So like a lot of people that start gyms are quote unquote, you know, gym rats. They don't have the, they've never seen a PL, you know, like a, what they say, give me pro, you know, pro forma sheets. They're like, yeah. what, 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 <laughs> you, know, like, you know, so, you know, so like, you know, understanding how to set my price points and, you know, what the expenses would be and, and, and they're relatively stable in this business. It's not like it, you know, you know, like crazy supply chain issues or anything like yeah. that. It's like, you know, rent, utilities, insurance is stable and, and wages grow with, um, you know, membership with the demand. So anyway, so yeah. I had that going for me, which uh, a lot of gym owners don't. And maybe that's why they fail because they'll set their price point at something like, well, this is what the gym down the street is charging. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and what's that mean for you? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that's, that's super important to like a new entrepreneur entrepreneur is you don't need to know everything, you know, like if, if you're, if you're opening a gym and, and you have, like, you didn't have all the, the CrossFit experience, but you did, or sorry, not the CrossFit business experience. You did have general business experience. That's one thing you, you brought into, into the, this specific business now, but people, if, if you're listening to this, you don't need you, if you are willing to admit, you don't know the answers to everything. But you do have the passion that Dave has. You're like, dude, I want to watch that girl do her first pull-up. You know, I want that to be what I do every single day. That's how I want to spend my time. You don't need to know everything. You know, you don't have to have all the answers for everything. And even if you didn't know the business side of it, dude, ask around. You know, even if you don't know, there's guys out there, there's girls out there that are going to, they're going to help you. Just ask. You know, if you have the desire to help people, get in there and do it. 
One thing I want to ask you though, let's say you're, you're, you're a day one guy, uh, you know, brand new, you're, you're looking at starting a CrossFit business or, or any business for that matter. What would you, what would be your advice to that person right away? First thing. Uh, I would say find a mentor and listen to them. <laughs> you know, like I was, uh, I, 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 I had mentor groups and peer groups and things like that uh, from very early on, but I was I, like, I was very reticent to absorb the knowledge. And it's weird because one of my like favorite quotes is like, never cease your pursuit to be qualified for the position you hold. And, I, and I've always read, you know, relentlessly and, you know, listening to podcasts and, re, you know, listening to books and all kinds of stuff. But like, but I was like, just kind of a brick wall when it came to like how to run my business or get feedback on that. And, um, and I think it slowed me down. I think I'd be mm. further ahead if I would. And, and I've been, I'm in the opposite position now. I've had a bunch of friends, former coaches that have left to like start their own business and they come and they talk to me and I give them advice and they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and then, you know, I'm thinking about a, one particular friend. It's like three years down the road. He's like exactly where he was three years ago when he just started. And I'm telling him the exact same thing, you know, trying to, you know, guide him and, Maybe he's receptive to it now, but, you know, so, but I would say, you know, find those mentors, find the people out there that are doing what you want to be doing, you know, not that are like at the position you're at, but like that are above you, you know, or make, you know, more successful and, and figure out what they've done and see if you can figure out how they do it. They'll tell you how they've done it. Uh, you know, those are the people you need to uh, listen to. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of guys out there. There's lots of people out there that will help you. If you just ask, you know, so many uh, higher level entrepreneurs or very high level entrepreneurs want to pass on their knowledge. You know, they learned all this stuff and they want to tell somebody, you know, so ask them, just ask them, how do I start a business? How do I run a CrossFit gym? How do I do this? How do I do that? What's, how do I uh, operate my billing system? You know, there's just so many different things you can ask somebody who's already there and it'll, it's like a mentors are like a cheat code for life. So they're going to get you 10 steps ahead and you don't need to spend those years growing and, and, and failing and constantly falling forward. You can just ask somebody and they can help you. I want to shift gears real quick. <clears throat> Not only do you run a CrossFit gym, but you strangle people for fun. Uh, so you're in jujitsu, you, uh, you, you compete in jujitsu, you take jujitsu classes. Maybe tell us why you jumped into martial arts, uh, you know, kind of the backstory of that. Oh man, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's deep, you know, short answer is, you know, it's kind of a similar story to my foray into CrossFit is that like, I've had buddies that have grappled or done jujitsu and like, Oh, you gotta try it. You gotta try it. And I've, uh, it's something I've wanted to do for years and years. And I, you know, full disclosure, I wrestled at junior high and you know, just my freshman year of high school. So I'm not like some you know crazy experienced wrestler, but, um, but, uh, and, you know, and I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old boy and, um, i I want my four-year-old to do these things. I want to have uh, experiences and to share experiences with him. And uh, so my four-year-old's been doing it. We started basically on the same day. And, uh, and so that's, you know, the, the short answer. I wanted to have a bonding type of uh, thing that my sons and I can do, you know, and they're four and two, you know, they got a lot of growing up to do. I just pray that they'll um, stick with this, you know, so it's, it's kind of weird little, like I want to push them, but like, I'm just kind of like letting them find their own fun with it and um yeah. yeah so my four-year-old we've both done two comps you know so like thanks for blowing me up i've done two competitions hey, and, hey. Uh, <laughs> good though that's more than most people out there you know, most people just drive yeah. by the gym every day and see yeah. it yeah i'm two for three on actual matches you know three for four technically because i had a dq no, no show on one 
but uh but you know for yeah for sure but for me it's <laughs> like I, there's you know there's something very profound about finding the your true limits and, I, and i'm all about that like i want to you know physically mentally in my relationships all those sorts of things like i'm trying to push out of my comfort zone and um unlock my true potential and uh and i, I hope that i can inspire others to do that uh, and so, yeah, getting on the mats with another dude about the same weight, same age as you, and just kind of throwing down and see what happens. Um, you know, it kind of lets you know where you're at. And, and honestly, like it, when I started jujitsu, I mean, whatever, I'm 14 months in, you know, it's not like, uh, it's been a long journey for me. I'm yeah. still in my infancy very much. Um, one of my biggest goals is to, I would love to get my black belt before my son turns 16, right? Cause he can't until he gets his blue belt, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't get a blue belt in jujitsu until you're 16 years old. So I'm praying my son sticks with it, you know, and 12 years from now, injury free, staying committed, you know, can, um, uh, consistent, I'll be able to get my black belt. Uh, I lost what I was going to say. Oh, but it's super humble, right? Like, so you get on the mats, I weigh like 230 when I started and here's this like 120 pound, you know, purple belt lady. And you're like, oh, I could crush her. I'm strong. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and, you know, she's just, you know, laughing the whole time <laughs> while she's just decimating you, you know, yes. it's like, it is such a humbling experience. And it's really taught me to be like, like, you really don't know. You're sitting at a bar or a restaurant or whatever. And like, you know, you think you can take that dude. You're like, you have no idea what, yeah. you know, if that guy's <laughs> got some skills, he's not telegraphing out to the world. Like, so I, you know, I'm, um, I'm a lot more humble now. It's still Less nice brash. to have. Absolutely. And that, and that's, that's one of the things yeah. I think martial arts helps you with being humble, but also having kind of a calm confidence to where, you know, if something were to happen and you were to be, you know, involved in a physical altercation, you know, you would at least have a, uh, a significant set of skills like Liam Mason's uh, a specific set of skills. Sorry. That's what he says. Uh, that, that can help you out in that situation. I, I haven't seen the whole episode, but there's one like Joe Rogan podcast where somebody's talking to him. It's like, what, like what like practicality does jujitsu have? And he just oh, yeah. looks at the guy and he's like, well, if we got in a fight, I would kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just so simple. It's just like, yeah. I like, would kill you. In matter of fact. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I could absolutely destroy you at any point, yeah. at any point. Yeah. Um, so martial arts, combat martial arts, specifically like jujitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, um, they give you, like, like I said, a, a calm level of confidence. How does that translate for you into business or does it? You know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a big like Jocko fan. I've you know, met the guy, I've read his books and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's, he's a really cool dude. If you ever get a chance to like have a, you know, five minute conversation with him, but um, yeah. Yeah, but so you look at it, that's, oh, like, you know, jujitsu is a metaphor for life. And I'm like trying to find that profound lesson, you know, from my professor and my coaches yeah. and things like that. And, um, and they're there. I mean, maybe the most profound one I've heard was, um, I can't remember who was talking about it, but it was like, you know, jujitsu teaches you to never turn your back on your problems. To, oh, yeah, it was, it was actually, I think it was on um, the Real AF. It was uh, uh, the dude from Detroit that was just on... Um, uh, Jason something. Uh, but yeah, to always keep your problems in front of you, never turn your back on your problems. And I think that is simple. And maybe the only lesson I've learned so far from jujitsu yeah. <laughs> that I can actually apply, you know, to my business, to my relationships, you know, as a father and a husband and you know, my coworkers, my employees sure. and everything. You know, one thing I've, I'll, I'll say is that uh, I, I, 
with combat martial arts, the, the good thing, and, and really any form of, of combat that you've been in, um, when you go into a business conversation, you know, any sort of conversation, you know, you've already been in a physical fight with someone like in front of a crowd of people, right? Yeah. You've already done that. What is this going to do? You know, what's this yeah, guy right. going to say to me? No, who cares? Yeah. He's not going to, yeah. I mean, he's not going to beat me up in front of a crowd of people. He's going to, yeah. the worst case scenario is going to say no. And if you've been in martial arts and, and like specifically combat where you're hand to hand with somebody, you know, it's, you've already gone through the tough stuff. This is easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we uh, have a, a, a relatively new coach on the floor and all my coaches like to learn our sales process, which is really just helping people. You know, it's like you come in and, and we're helping them. Like we're not, you know, sales, like, you know, sales is you know, sometimes thought of as this sleazy operation, you know, but, but it's like, we're helping them. They came through our door because they have a problem. I want to lose weight, get stronger, look better. You know, I want my wife to look at me a certain way or, Hey, I want to put that two piece on and you know, want to hit the beach. You know, all the ladies are jealous, whatever. But, um, <laughs> But, you know, so he's, he had a client come in and he didn't like close the sale. And, and we're, luckily there was like a follow-up. I said, hey man, what's the worst thing that can happen? He's like, oh, we don't get the sale. I said, no, the worst thing that happens is we don't have the opportunity to help that person if they're ready to, um, to, to have our help, you know, if they're ready for that. And he kind of looked at me, I was like, listen, you know, we make money, this, you know, the lights are on, we turn a profit, your, your paychecks are all covered, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, like, but now well, all we really need to do is make sure we're helping all the people that need help. Yeah. You know? And, and it, it was kind of this, uh, you know, aha moment for him. And I think it really yeah. kind of fired him up. He's like, holy cow, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it, you know, the only pressure is that, you know, for my, for this business and the staff yeah. and the, so, yeah. And if you're a coach at a CrossFit gym already, you're already thinking, I like helping people. You know, yeah. you could easily just go work out on your own. But if you're a coach, and you're already in that room. You already want to help people. So relaying that information more, to somebody is easy. It's an interesting profession. And maybe it's just fitness trainers in general. But yeah. um, it's one of the few possession or professions where if you ask the people, you know, if you woke up tomorrow, money was an object, you could do whatever you want to do. It's something like 90 percent of CrossFit coaches say. Oh, I'd get up and go to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Not like I'd go to work, you know, and then I get my workout in or whatever, you know, but like, it's like 90% of the, the CrossFit coaches surveyed or trainers. It's like, they all say, you know, it's, um, it really is a blessing to be able to help people. And, you know, the, the Spiro, the name of the gym is Latin. It comes from my family motto. It says Semper Sparrow across my chest it means always hope, you know? And so that's, that's part of our mission anyway. And yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it exists in many, many, uh, you know, CrossFit gyms and hopefully other fitness facilities, you know, there's certain models that, you know, they really, really, really want to help people and others are more about unfulfilled memberships, <laughs> but, but, uh, anyway, man, that's what we do. Yeah. That's awesome. So Dave, I know you're busy. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think we could probably talk for another two, three hours about oh, sure. uh, working out jujitsu and, and, uh,